Hey guys, welcome back to Indie Music Diaries. It's the music podcast hosted by me, Atlas Eyes. And joining me today, my guest is T. Lopia, Sydney-based artist. And a really interesting artist too, because he's got this artist persona. And we touched on it in this episode about what it means to represent yourself as an artist. And it's interesting because he, he's telling the story through his, his image as an artist and his music as well. His new song, Not Me, is out right now. It's going to go down well with fans of Arctic Monkeys and Strokes, who we actually touched on in this podcast and our shared love for those for those bands um but indie music diaries we've got new episodes every single monday make sure you catch them on spotify youtube wherever you like to consume your podcasts my song recommendation for today it's going to be cosmos midnight and rule with down for you it's going to be on my triple j hottest 100 but let's jump into the podcast right now it's atlas eyes and tilo pia on indie music diaries enjoy Let's talk about how you got into music. Yeah. Where did that start for you? I, it's, it's, I mean, it's a cliche question, but I love asking because everyone's journey is, um, is different. Um, did you get into music at a young age? I was like fairly young. I remember um, my parents tried to give me piano lessons when I was like pretty young and I, I hated it. I hated piano. I just thought it was like nothing more boring than sitting there and playing like Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Um, and I didn't touch any music stuff like another maybe six or seven years until I was like 12 years old. And my grandfather had this really old uh, uh, nylon string acoustic guitar, like in his, kind of in his basement, like, and it had sat in a case since like the 60s. Crazy. Um, it was a Brazilian made guitar from like this, wh- what I found out later was like this kind of like semi famous luthier. I didn't know that when I was like playing it, but um, he had all these like how to play Beatles songs books from like the 60s and 70s. And um, I just like, picked that up and um like started playing like yellow submarine and all those songs and yeah i just kept going from there and uh did it throughout high school like learn electric guitar i kind of got out of school and i was like doing something else that wasn't music related Mm. realized that wasn't for me took a break and then uh came back to music i went and studied uh, my bachelor's degree in uh, composition and um, production Nice. And I was like in a bunch of random bands and, you know, like you do that, those things when you're young and you're just in like some shit bands and it's a bunch of fun. And yeah, like they were looking back, they were terrible, but that's all part of it. And that's helped me learn. And um, yeah. And then I just wanted, I'd always wanted to like kind of do a solo project thing and just make my own music. So this was the kind of kooky idea I had for that that I launched up last year so good yeah it sounds like a similar journey to me especially you know picking up guitar you know playing it through the teenage years and yeah going into bands and then eventually coming into the solo project yeah um being an artist um or becoming your own artist is that is that something like what did you want to be did you have that vision when you were young like for me i always sort of envisioned that i wanted to do this like i wanted to play live shows i wanted to make music record music and release it um and you know start to do what i'm what i am doing now which is yeah. cool. so was did that dream was that dream like always there from a young age uh, no like i guess i um i was just really enjoyed music and um it wasn't as i kind of got older I, I realized that i was like getting more out of it and enjoying it more that i wanted to keep going and it, like i saw on your instagram the other day as well you were just saying um i think like from what I know, uh, from what I've seen, like your background was guitar coming into singing and mine was really similar. And you were saying how um, it take it had taken a while to kind of get to a point where you're happy with your voice, which I love because like I'm exactly the same. It took me a long time because I wasn't a singer 
and um, that's still up for debate if I am a singer. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, like it's just kind of this process of um, learning and uh, what was the question? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I've, I've sort of forgotten too, but I'm like um, sort of thinking, no, that's okay. Cause I'm, I'm thinking more about like sort of the singing thing and the, and the, like you said, what you're sort of saying there about it's a, it's a process of learning. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. It's, oh, it's sorry. It's, yeah. So I, no, I that's right. Go on. Sorry. We were just saying, uh, like, what was the goal? I mean, um, or like, what did I want to do? That's I right. think like pretty quickly the goal for me became like, I wanted to just write my own songs and, um, just have that, like, I, always had that admiration for like the artists how um how they get to like share their music and play music for people but i just thought that was such a cool thing to um to have like a little piece of you as like a song like it's i yeah i just was really like kind of enthralled by um what a song was and like just kind of this mystical thing about it and just figuring that out so good yeah i love it yeah no i, I can definitely attest to that as well that yeah that sort of seeing those artists make this crazy art and you know people you know millions of people vibing to it and um, yeah yeah it's it's a, it's a magical thing that's for sure um but yeah just going back to to what you mentioned about sort of the, the vocal thing and the learning process i think that's a big thing i mean that's what i've learned so far is that again going back to this day and age in music i think it's important not to like uh not to feel like you have to be perfect before you get into the project yeah like that's uh, definitely it, it, it a fun aspect of um of this can of, you know being an artist can be the journey and yeah. i think fans really appreciate it when you're just completely transparent and honest and yeah you know, yeah rather than waiting to be perfect you you sort of show that i mean yeah like like you said that's why i put up that thing on instagram i was like i've been working on my voice and you know guitar playing comes more naturally to me and my voice i'm starting to get to a place where i'm happy and it's just that, that progression but i like i didn't wait for it to like I love that. Yeah, so you're do, so do right. You, you just got to yeah. do it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and like what you're saying with fans appreciate that. I, I think some of the big bands that inspired me when I was like a teenager were like, say, Arctic Monkeys or, uh, yeah, like even this, like the Strokes is a, are a really big one. But mm -hmm. um, for Arctic Monkeys, for example, when they first kind of came out, it was this super amateur sound and, um, just like kind of watching them come up to mainstream and watching them grow as musicians from like that first album where it was like super loose to like doing something like AM where they just like went worldwide with it. Um, I just like think that's amazing that as an artist, you can do so many different things and, um, you know, they're all valid and just have people appreciate them for what they are and just their authenticity. Yeah. 100%. 100%. And actually, speaking of the whole Arctic Monkeys and, and even the Strokes thing, I love your Instagram bio, which is, apparently this is a quote, um, oh, yeah. mu music love child of the Strokes and Arctic Monkeys. Uh, now, <laughs> look. now I'm, I'll, I'll drop this on you now. I didn't tell you this before, yeah. um, but this, this is great. When I was a teenager, not even kidding, 100%, Arctic Monkeys and the Strokes were my two number one bands yeah. growing up as a teenager. 100%. I love that, man. I thought we have really similar music <laughs> interests. Like, I saw you into those bands, but uh, yeah. I'm exactly the same. Like, those two bands were like, wow. Just watching them, I'm like, they're so cool, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, it, it, it's when I saw that, I was like, okay, I'll have to bring that up in the podcast. So, ah, I mean, we could probably look. do a whole episode just breaking down the strokes and Arctic Monkeys. Oh, um, totally. But, I mean, I'll ask just off the bat, just like, what is it about those, those bands, that sort of style of music, that sort of garage, you know, alternative indie rock? 
um, that was really prevalent in the 2000s. What about that appealed to you? Oh, I think it's, it is the authenticity of it. Um, like as my, like I, I have to say like my music tastes have grown a lot since I first started listening to those bands and I still love those bands, but um, I just like that they're, uh, it's just super raw and real and mm. not overly complicated. It's just like easy listening a lot of the time and um, just great guitar riffs. I think that was like what really got me into it was, you know, picking yes. up the guitar and learning something like, like say, do I want to know? Like, it's so simple, but um, going back to the songwriting thing, it's like that kind of enthralled me. Um, I'm using that word a lot, but uh, it's a good word. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's like perfect for what I mean. But um, it's just like, how is this so simple, and like, how does it connect with so many people? And I guess like, yeah, as a musician, you're just trying to figure that out, and yeah, yeah. Mm. So good, so good. Um, quick five questions. Favorite Arctic yeah. Monkeys album? Go. Oh, oh humbug. Uh, same. Yeah. Mine's the same. Mine's <laughs> the same. Which I feel like is maybe not a popular choice. Yeah. I don't I know. So. But I, the the songs on that one were the ones that really made me be like, wow, like Arctic mm. Monkeys. Like, yeah. Same. How? If you don't mind me asking, how old are you? Twenty four. I mean, oh my gosh, I'm right. 24. Yeah. What the heck? This yeah. is weird. <laughs> yeah, because we would have been, because it was 2009, Humbug came out. Um, yeah. Which was like the first year of like year seven for me. So I was like, I was just turning 13. That's I it. Came out. I um, went and I remember... saw them um, at the Airmore Theater. And that was like my first time seeing them and they played Humbug. And I was like, oh my God. Was that, would that, would that, was that 2011? Yeah, that's, oh yeah, that's right. Mm. It was, it was, yeah, it was 2011. So it was a little yeah. bit after the album came out. They did. They did two shows in Sydney that that year. I remember. I went to the other one that which they did at Horden Pavilion. Oh, that's um, sick. Yeah. So that was cool. Yeah, yeah. That was the um, Suck It and See tour, I think. Oh they, yeah. yeah. They were really blowing up then. Hey. They were. They were. And um, it's but it is it interesting what you said before how like they started off really raw and they they really did, especially with that first album. Um, those early tracks just like the really raw British British like you know yeah I don't know it's, it's, it's almost iconic now listening back to it it's like wow like you don't necessarily hear music like that as much anymore I don't know Definitely. Um, but it's interesting seeing their meteoric rise and then I think AM was sort of the big one I mean do I want to know has like I think I don't know if it's hit a billion streams on Spotify but it's a big track it's the biggest yeah. track um, yeah and there's actually the strokes as well um, quick fire question number two favorite strokes oh. album go yeah <laughs> uh... I think it's is this it mm. i was very tempted to say arctic monkeys their first album as well but um mm. i think is this it like uh they'd already been a band for such a long time and i mean at least for a few years i think and they'd really refined a lot of those songs in this style so that when that first debut came out it was already like they're at such a great level i think like with their playing and songwriting but it still has that looseness and kind of like youth an authenticity to it which mm. uh, yeah i love that mm. and it's i mean they're still killing it now i mean the yeah. new uh, yeah yeah it's really so like good man um, what's yours so my favorite strokes album i'd probably have to go the same i'd probably i'd probably go yeah. the same as well i do like um 
I do like, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on it. What's the third album called? Uh, First Impressions of Earth. First Impressions of Earth. Yeah, Earth. yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. I think that's the album where I jumped into them. Um, yeah. Where I first got into them. So, um, yeah, that album was cool. Um, but yeah, that the, the, these these bands inspired so much of my sound. And I mean, especially in my early, actually what my first single one we're talking at the time was heavily. Yeah, inspired. I can hear it so much. Like, especially yeah. the lead guitar work. Like, I remember listening to that and I was thinking... Like it, it reminds me a little bit of like a blend between the two strokes guitarists, Nick Valencia and Albert Hammond Jr. Like it has that kind of angular movement in like the riff, but like also, yeah, I, I could definitely hear it and I love it. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. And sort of speaking of those guitars and veering it back to, to, to your music, of course, um, I think we hear that in your music too. And it's cool because like you're a solo artist, but you still have that sort of full band vibe. The guitars are playing really, really strongly. Um, yeah. Was that being a, being a solo artist, was that always the vision for you to have like sort of that, the guitars, the drums, the full band sound going on? For this first EP, I really wanted to do uh, that kind of thing. Um, I was like, I did say to myself from the start with this project, I was like, I don't want it to just be like one genre and one style, but because I love those bands so much and that was what, and they're what inspired me to like follow through with music i was like i'd be kicking myself if i didn't have a shot at just making an ep of songs like that and like and in truth like my tastes have already changed so much from that kind of stuff so it was a little bit um not weird but like it's still really enjoyable but i as, as i was making this i find i found myself like already wanting to do something like a bit different and uh and yeah, but I but I really loved making these songs and um, uh, getting to play heaps of guitar on it and like yeah that that was the goal with this song not me was just to like step out of my comfort zone a lot and uh, and and yeah just do something that was like really just raw and like pretty loose and yeah. I was like fuck it if I don't do it once and I'm gonna get older I probably won't get to do it again. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. I can certainly test that as well. Um, hey, let's dive in a little bit into uh, the tracks that you do have out so far. 2019 mm. saw two tracks come out from T. Lopea. Um, we've got See You Then, which was the first one, which is a cool track. I watched the music Thanks. video for it the other day as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you want to dive into this one? What's the meaning behind it? And um, yeah, how was this one made? This one was uh, like my first track that I put out and uh I had no idea how I was going to go and I, I didn't really have an idea for what I wanted but I knew I kind of wanted to like make something that was like kind of guitar-y and like a little bit maybe like uh, poppy in a way but like also inspired by bands like Phoenix that use like a lot of keys and like random percussion. Um, the I guess the meaning behind this one is like you know I could talk for too long about it but uh, it's kind of like a song about like longing and like missing someone um so i did the the music video for that came out that same month i think it was june 2019 looking back like it's only been a, a year and a half but um i'm actually i'm redoing that song in the music video now mm. it's funny like i kind of put that song in the music video out and then a few months later i was like oh, i hate this like i want to do something completely different mm. but like that's great that uh to, to have that experience and I at least did it and then I was like no wait this isn't what I want to do with this project you know mm. um 
Yeah, it was a lot of fun to put that song out, and it, it's always daunting putting out your first song, as I'm yeah. sure you can attest to. Like, mm. uh, you don't really, you don't have any kind of like back catalogue of music to establish yourself off of, and you're just like kind of, you know, just yeah, trying to pull something out of thin air, I guess. But uh, mm. as I do this more and put out this third track now. Um, just kind of get better just just making it not thinking too much just putting it out and moving on to the next thing mm, nice yeah um yeah. Uh, it's interesting yeah i think it's that's really good to have sort of the i guess the bravery to to acknowledge that maybe you weren't happy with that track so you then initially when it came out yeah and so you said so yeah you like re-recording like the whole thing and the, and the video as well yeah definitely i don't I mind the video but uh pretty much like pretty soon after that came out um I was like, I had the idea to just do this whole like in-depth persona, and I was like, yeah. So I'm, I've got most of it re-recorded for the music video. It's probably gonna come out around the end of January, um, and a new version of the song that's like a little bit more, I guess, in line with um, the new one, not me. It's like a little more upbeat and a little more guitar-y, and yeah, I'm liking how it's coming up. Mm, yeah, I like, I like that. Yeah, yeah, and I like yes being able to see, look at your own art, and be like maybe that wasn't the direction that should have gone, and yeah, like I said, have the bravery to take it back and and put it in a different direction. Um, no, it's awesome. And the other one as well, which also came out in twenty nineteen, postcard from I believe it's Poliano. Yeah, Poli- yeah. Poliano. Poliano. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That one was like I kind of uh, <laughs> wrote that as like the antithesis to the first song, I guess, and. Um, so I kind of, I guess they kind of two stories from like the same idea and yeah. I kind of wanted to like wrap it up, I guess. And yeah, do that. That was a lot of fun. I, I'm not that great at piano, but I was, I said to myself, I wanted to play piano on it, which mm, um, nice. yeah. took a long time to like get together, but um, it was a cool exercise. And that's another one I'm redoing for the EP coming up. So they'll both be on the EP with new versions and music video for that one as well, which would be fun. A little more upbeat it's, it's super slow that was another one i looked back um when i released it i was like cool cool and then i look back at it now i'm like this should be like 10 15 like beats a minute faster i'm like what was i doing writing something so slow <laughs> that's all right no yeah that's, that's that's really cool hearing like there's, there's gonna be, so both songs are gonna be new versions on the ep yeah um, are, are you going to keep the old versions up or are you, do you reckon you'll pull them i think i'll pull them they might exist on YouTube somewhere, just like randomly, but um, I'm kind of happy to be like, you know, I, I tried and uh, gave it a go like that, but I have the experience now to be like, I like the songs, I just want to do them differently. And um, yeah, but I, you know, I just, like as I go forward in the future, I don't want to do too much of that. Um, you know, you don't have like Kanye West, like pulling your songs down like every second day and remixing them and uploading them again. Like, yeah. Yeah, well, we've talked about the two tracks that are out already, but as you said, the third track, um, which is out right now from the time of this podcast release, yeah. not me. I've had a sneak peek. Very honored to have had have had a sneak peek at the track. It's awesome. You can go stream it now. We'll have a link down below in the description of this podcast. But dive into this track because it will be out now. Talking about it right now, so you can dive into it as much as you want. Not me. How did this one come about? Oh, this one. Uh, I just wanted to like. I, I think the first thing in my mind was like I really just want to play a song where I'm just like strumming the hell out of a guitar like playing 
16th uh, notes on the strumming, like the Strokes or the Arctic Monkeys. And um, I just really wanted to get outside of my comfort zone with this one and do something that I hadn't done before because I guess that's the goal with every release is just to like improve and um, and yeah, just do something out of your comfort zone and learn something. So I really wanted to do something fast paced and uh, and yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun to do. Like I wrote all the lyrics for it and I had the structure of the song and I quickly realized that if I was going to cram all those lyrics in, it was going to have to be so fast in those verses, which was such a challenge. Like I wrote, I tried writing all these like crazy melodies for it and uh, or tried just doing like really level, tried recording all that. Um, Pre-choruses and chorus were like sitting pretty fine, but uh, I just couldn't get the verses to work. And I just realized eventually I was like, I'm just going to have to like put the headphones on and just like, just go for it. And I'd never done that. And it was such a daunting thing. Um, and yeah, it's, I think it's really cool for me how it's come up in the final version. I don't think it's what people are expecting at all, but I'm so glad that I tried something like that. And, uh, yeah, I'll be interested to see what people think of it. But mm. like, to me, I'm just like happy that I did it and I was like, screw it. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So good. And you've teased a little bit here and there, this potential EP. Yeah, yeah. In the near future, how much can you tell us about that? When can we expect that? I'm kind of uh, so this is the first single from it is not me, mm-hmm. um, and then it's coming alongside the previous songs, with new versions, and then a bunch of other new tracks as well. They're all written and kind of half recorded. I'm just at the stage of finishing up recording and getting them mixed and mastered. My goal is to put this out in uh, February next year and put out like single before then but i'm kind of uh i'm gonna see how it goes and like with all these releases i do try to put like deadlines and um you know you try to have goals in mind but if it's not working or if it's like feeling too rushed then you know you just gotta let that be and uh and make it happen the right way so i'm hoping for february i'll probably know within the next few weeks like how things are going if it's gonna stick with that deadline or maybe by the time this is out, I already know. But uh, yeah, I'm really excited for that. I think it's like, um, it's kind of just a collection of these songs from like, just like experiences from like, I guess like maybe the last four or five years of my life. And um, things like a lot, but uh, I'm kind of happy to like put this out and kind of wrap up that chapter of life, I guess, and then move on to some different things and different sounds for the music. And um, yeah. It's like kind of, I guess it's this big process of like writing that and like letting it go and, you know, yeah, it's just weird. Yeah, music. very cool. No, very, very cool. And I'm keen to hear it. And uh, from what it sounds like with the music, I like how there's like, there's a lot of stories, there's a lot of narrative yeah. that seems to be like the songs are sort of interconnected, um, which is, which is cool. Very is there, is, and is there a bit of that on the EP? Is there a bit of like uh, an underlying sort of 100%. story coming together? Yeah. So I wrote, um, I mean, I wrote all the lyrics for the songs and I kind of had an idea in mind and like I had a kind of flow for the EP and like structure that I, would, I was like, well, I kind of want the first two songs to be like kind of like singly and poppy, but like still different. So Not Me is the third track and then See You Then is the second track. There's also like an intro track. Um, and then the fourth track is like a super slow acoustic one. The fifth is Postcard from Polygnano, which has been renamed to postcard 
of Positano. Ooh. Sings easier and uh, a little less emotional baggage. And uh, the last track is called Fall into Place, um, which is kind of like a wrap up thing. And then there's the outro. But uh, I wrote all the lyrics and stuff for it. And then I was like, I really want to just like make some music videos that um, like have like some funny story to them. So I kind of I wrote a bunch of ideas and scripts for the music videos. And there's like, well, I mean, the goal eventually is that you'll be able to kind of watch and listen to the EP on YouTube. And there's like this story that like runs through them. Mm-hmm. But um, we'll have to see how, how well that plays out. But it's definitely the goal at the moment. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like, I like that there's having that sort of an accompanying thing that the video aspect, I think that's cool. Um, yeah. Again, you sort of have to have things outside the music to help, yeah, promote, to help true. tell that story. So I think, I think that'll be awesome. Um, in terms of the music, is it all home recorded? Do you go into a studio somewhere to record these? Cause there's a really nice sort of polished, um, oh, thank you know, you. polished sound to them. That's pretty kind, man. Um, I definitely feel in this latest one it's it's stepped up a lot and uh feels polished i've done them i did them all the same way um so i would basically record at home like i've got enough stu- uh, equipment to get most of that done and then i go into the studio um with this guy named daniel natoli who's this legend out of like very similar area to where i am like kind of south sydney um and he just does like all kinds of things with audio so I'd kind of like produce the stems a little bit and like have a lot of ideas for what I wanted. Um, and we'd kind of sit with it for a bit and then go into the mixing and do that with Dan. The first two tracks, um, Daniel, Dan mastered both of them. That's at, uh, so we do it at A-Sharp in Riverwood or there's one called Kiln. They're both owned by the same company. Um, just whatever was available to go to. Um, and then Dan mastered them. For this latest one, I was like, I really wanted to step it up for the mastering and um, and like go to someone like really next level. So I actually I emailed a bunch of people. I actually um ah this is I don't know how we go for time, but um so I emailed, all good. Like, the guy who did the first two Strokes albums, Gordon Raphael, um he uh, produced and mixed them. I emailed him and like asked him a bunch of questions mm. about recording, and he replied to me, which was sick. Wow. Um, and I asked him if he wanted to master it and he actually said he's never done mastering his life. Um, he does a lot of mixing, but he's never mastered. Right. Um, so I emailed the guy that did the Strokes first few albums, the mastering, Steve Albini, and he was available to do it. I think a lot of these mastering artists are available to everyone if you just look for it. Yeah. But, um, I ended up going with this guy called Mike Marsh, who's based in um, London and England, and he did, uh, cinema clubs first two albums right and our last dinosaurs first album oh sick yeah yeah and like total legend i didn't think i you know when i emailed i thought he was gonna be like no like <laughs> um but i was like I just do it anyway and then the thing i've yeah the thing i find out found out is that uh most of these big mastering artists they just will do anyone and everyone and yeah so it was it's mastered by this guy mike marsh and uh, it was such a big step up for me um, and I think it really shows in this new track, Not Me, and I'm hoping to bring a bit of that polish back to the first two tracks as well. Um, yeah, it's just like stepping up. And I think the thing doing that with the super professional mastering engineer was like it really shows you where the bottleneck is in your production quality. Because it's, it's like if you, if you have the mastering kind of the best it can be, then you kind of realize, okay, like, you know, how can I improve the mixing? How can I improve the recording and writing? It kind of like, 
develop towards that more professional sounds. And um, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, that's. I love that you just went just went ahead and just contacted the stroke the guy that did the stroke stuff. I mean, that's awesome. And he He's replied. Such a legend. Yeah, that would have been cool. I did like half an hour, and um, I just. Wow. I just like gave him some random questions, um, super basic, and he sent me like two pages back. I'm gonna send. I made a PDF out of it, um, like out of all the info he gave me. Mm. Um, I'll send it to you after because I thought it was so cool. Yeah. Um, sick. But yeah, I think that's the thing as well. Like that I learned with doing this more is like just just ask people. Like as with anything in life, just um, even if it seems like so far out of reach, just ask and just find out what happens. This is like this is a kind of funny one, but I wanted to film um I wanted to film part of one of the new music videos. Uh, I need a stage for it, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna." Can I swear in this? Sorry, I don't swear. Yes, no, that. sure, no limits, no boundaries. Like, I'm gonna email the Sydney Opera House and uh, yes. see if they'll let me film one of their stages. And they replied, and they were like, "Yeah, you can film one here. The starting price is a hundred thousand dollars a day." And I was like, "Oh, okay." Actually. Yeah, <laughs> hundred thousand dollars a day. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Oh my gosh! I know. Um, <laughs> so yeah, but uh, that's. That was, I was like, I'm glad I did that. Like, even though it didn't work out anyway, I'm just like, <laughs> why not? Just ask. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I'm not, like, I knew, I knew it would probably be a lot. Just the Sydney Opera House. Yeah. Like, yeah. Dollars. Oh my god. Well, so, um, <laughs> have you seen uh? There's a music video from Flume. Um, hmm. It's for this track, Some Minds, with Andrew Wyatt, and he's uh, he's in the opera house there, and uh, he's dancing like on the stages and stuff. But I remember seeing that like when Flume was kind of coming up, and I was like, well, like I guess if like an upcoming artist like Flume can like afford that, like it can't be that far out of reach. And then I was like, that was like when they <laughs> replied to me, I was like, wow, that's a bit of insight into like the industry, mm. like how much they drop sometimes on these music videos and like mm. how much money they have some of those bigger artists like insane yeah well wow. worth a shot though worth a shot yeah, it would have been cool exactly. it would have been cool sure. though um actually sort of now that we're sort of speaking about stages and stuff the live aspect is um is playing live something that you'd hope to do obviously 2020 has been a bit uh you know we've all been a bit out of action in terms of when it comes to live shows yeah, is the, yeah are you keen to, to get into live stuff i'm really keen um it's Something that scares me the most is playing live. But, uh, that's an even better reason to do it. Um, I think the thing for me is like just putting a band together, and I do have like friends and people in mind. It's just kind of um, setting that intention and just doing it. So I really want to do a launch show for the EP whenever that comes out, and then hopefully do some shows to back that up. I think the big thing is just figuring out how to play. Uh, I mean, like, play the songs live, and, um, yeah, I, mm. it is tricky, because, like, I just kind of write all these songs in my room, and just kind of, like, you know, they kind of, like, stuck together with pieces of tape, like, it's mm. like a drum loop that I, like, made, um, so, it is that's, that's awesome, though, it's organic, yeah, 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 um, but the tricky thing is then, like, bringing other musicians in, and being, like, this is how I play the drums, and, like, I played the bass, but also mm. like letting you just want them to bring their own touch into it as well. So not being too controlling. But it's getting there, you know, that's the big goal is definitely just to like play more live shows and that's like that's where the fun's at, I think. I, I 
know you're probably the same like i see you do a lot of live stuff for like your other work mm. that's so enjoyable is um getting to connect with people in that way yeah mm. 100%, 100%. Yeah, no, the live thing's a huge thing for me and I've already started rehearsals with my band. That's awesome. Um, for that, which is cool. So if you need a support act um, for oh, your EP launch, just hit me up. I'm ready to go. <laughs> so good. But Tilo Pia, thanks so much for taking the time out to chat about your music, your journey. Um, it's really, really insightful. So for people that maybe haven't heard of you before, where can they find you? Give yourself a sneaky little plug on the socials. Uh, you can find me on Instagram as who is Pia, uh, or on Spotify, Apple Music, and YouTube, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Instagram is where the fun's at, though. It's, it's pretty goofy and like so much random stuff up there. Yeah. So good. So good. We'll have all those places linked in the description below. Um, wherever you're listening to this podcast, whether you're on YouTube, Spotify, everywhere. The podcast is everywhere. Um, and the new single, Not Me, is out right now. Go give it a stream. It came out just a couple of days ago from this podcast release. Once again, thank you so much for joining, man. Thank you, man. That was awesome. Really enjoyed that. <laughs>